Oxford Street, London, late September 2010. The browsers, bargain hunters and tourists fill the pavements in their hordes. The windows of their basilicas, Nike Town, Topshop, Benetton et al., reflect a thousand eager faces a minute. To stop and be swallowed by the greedy throng is to risk a bruising to the knees from the swinging of oversized shopping bags or to the ribs from the jutting lenses of day-trippers' cameras. If you are ever unfortunate enough to find yourself carried along by this wave of consumerism on London's busiest street, do try to dig in your heels, hold back the tide, accept the inevitable bumps and barges, and reflect. For this is the incongruous, somewhat surprising setting for the first, and it was hoped, last act of the story of match-fixing in cricket. Where Oxford Street and Argyle Street meet is a small bureau de change. Apt, really. More than 150 years ago, it was the site for the Green Man and Still pub, an establishment notorious for being the place where cricketers would meet bookmakers. Money would change from one grubby hand to the next for fixes. And somewhere along this stretch of retail gluttony, which runs east to west from the landmark of Centrepoint's Reach for the Skies Tower to the green tranquility of Hyde Park, is a clothes shop owned by Sanjay Chawla, the bookmaker who was recorded by Delhi police fixing matches with Hansi Cronje, the disgraced South African captain, in 2000. The Cronje affair was the darkest of times for a sport thought to be the most noble. When the scandal broke, cricket was considered to have lost its virtue. Whether it had any to start with is debatable. Cricket and betting have a long, rich history, having been snug bedfellows since 1646, the earliest reference to gambling on the sport. A court case concerning the non-payment of a wager made on a game at Cox Heath in Kent on the 29th of May of that year. The stake? Twelve candles. In the early 18th century, cricket was financed by the aristocracy for the precise reason that they could gamble on it. Every match that was considered important, whether it was a first-class claim or a single-wicket competition, was played for money. Newspapers of the time did not report the scorecards and results of these contests, but did record the odds and who won the wager. In 1744, the first set of laws for the game were drawn up, specifically to settle gambling disputes. It was in those days of yore that cricket was first introduced to what could be considered the precursor to the spot bet the act of betting on a happening other than the match result. In 1757, Lord March, a compulsive gambler, won money by putting a letter inside a cricket ball and persuading cricketers to throw it to one another over fixed distances. He had wagers that he could propel a letter a certain distance in a certain amount of time. Then there was the fourth Earl of Tankerville, who had such faith in his gardener's metronomic ability as a bowler that he bet a hundred pounds, a huge sum in those days, that he could land the ball on a feather. He duly did so. So cricket, riddled with the spirit of gambling, was ripe for corruption. It was in a book called The Cricketer's Fields, written by Reverend Pycroft, that this foul play was first laid bare. Pycroft frequented the green man and still, and became close to a number of players. For the taped mobile telephone conversations between Cronje and Chawler, read the conversation Pycroft had with an anonymous player about the fraternization of cricketers with bookmakers, tricksters, and blacklegs. All the names I had ever heard as foremost in the game met together, drinking, card-playing, betting, and singing at the green man, said the player. 
No man without his wine and such suppers has three guineas a game to lose, five to win, could never pay for long. Pycroft included these quotes in his book and, in so doing, published the first account of corruption in cricket. The year was 1851. Pycroft had an interview with Billy Beldham, the Surrey batsman who, in 1997, was named as one of the hundred greatest cricketers of all time by John Woodcock, the esteemed former cricket correspondent of the Times. But Beldham, too, fixed a match, trying to make up for the money lost in a previous fix that had gone awry, telling Pycroft, Matches were bought and matches were sold, and gentlemen, who meant honestly, lost large sums of money, till the rogues beat themselves at last.